Welcome to The Rundown. I'm BJ, and I have with me here Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi. So that was super fun. What was that? So that was a new artist called Ife, who's actually going to be performing at our Brick House sessions this spring. Um, And I think he's performing a little later in March. Um, But he just released, in 2017, his debut album. And this song... Come Down is the single from that album, and um, he's he's really cool dude. So, In addition to so being fun. a musician, he's a priest. Um, what? So a lot of his songs <laughs> like draw on his um, it's the Yoruban religion, and he is a high priest. And Ifa is what they call high priest, which is where he derived his name. Uh, okay, so his real his name, name is Ifa. Ife, Ife. Is okay. His, yeah, his, but his real name is um, Atura Mun. But yeah, he just released this, his debut album, and it's everyone should check it out. That yeah, that and we'll be really playing cool. another song from the um, album at the end. Okay, and that was called "Come Down." That song, this one, okay. yeah, the one yeah. you just heard. Was Love called it. Come Down. I could have listened to the whole thing, but yeah. Super but fun. we we have talking to do. So yes, yes. Uh, so. Welcome, Elizabeth. Uh, just a reminder that Gabrielle has moved on to pursue other opportunities. She's still a fan of Brick, and we still love her, and hopefully she'll come guest with us again soon. But we have Elizabeth with us here. We're so excited to have you, Elizabeth, our new co-host. You came here from Boston, is that correct? Yes. So well, tell I... us a little bit about what brought you to Brick in New York. What's your background? What's your story? Well, I lived in... I was in Boston most recently before moving back, but I lived in Brooklyn for four years. Can't stay away from Brooklyn, can you? No. <laughs> no one back can. In. But um, yeah, I used to, I realized that I wanted to do something music-related, arts-related in college. I actually had my own radio show at Boston College. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, WZBC. What, WZBC? Yeah, Cool. So what kind of music did you play? I guess indie, under the radar kind of indie folk artists. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was called Folk It. It was, <laughs> I had it for three years. Very, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Did you name it? Uh, yeah, it? I named it. Oh, that's you got genius. Show. Oh, my goodness. Well, I might tap you for a little rundown rebrand and renaming, depending on <laughs> how much we decide we love the rundown in perpetuity. I kind of love the rundown, but uh, folk it. Yeah, that's so cute. it's nice to be back on the radio. Yeah, um, it's good to have you. But yeah, so then after that, I moved to New York, uh, just to move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first I got a job and I was working at, I worked at Warner Music, doing more legal work, um, and then... I moved to Paradigm, and I was an agent assistant there for a little while, and then um, I just started doing some research on Brook and went to Brick and went to a few of those Celebrate Brooklyn concerts. Those, and those little things, those little shows love. we put on in the summer. <laughs> and just kept looking and applied, and oh, here so I am. Oh, you were stalking us. A little bit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that works. 
So the experience at Paradigm and Warner Music, all of that legal, really comes in handy because so much of your job here at Brick is about contracting right. with the artists, um, which is super cool. So not that Elizabeth can ever tell you what's going on, but she is usually one of the first to know what's happening because she's issuing the contracts. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know before I do, like, what's going on or what's in process. So... Um, yeah, don't do it, but tap Elizabeth if you want the inside track. But don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's that's what's good is that I have somewhat of a background, but then the whole arts administration is kind of a new, a little bit of a new role for me. So, cool. Yeah. And how do you like it so far? You've been here, what, a month? A little over a month, yeah. I mean, we had those breaks, so it's been kind of choppy with the mm-hmm. holidays, but I think, yeah, it's like my seventh week or so. Amazing. Yeah. And we haven't run you off yet? Not yet. He's still here. Can't get rid of me. Jury's still out on that one. (laughs) So um, we'll get into more of what's coming up at Brick, but I do want to acknowledge that the holidays happened. Yes. That was a thing. So um, what were some of the, and I think our producer is on the line too. Are you here, Mark? Are you with us? Hi, Mark. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Of course. I want to hear about some of your holiday traditions. What did you do? Mark, let's start with you. Um. Well, we go to, I go to church a few times a year with my family. And so I went, I'll do midnight mass with them. And so we go to this, and my stepfather, I realize how off pitch everybody is, <laughs> like the world. But the how, world. like, the, but that's the do place. Do you mean the mass or the world? Just the world, <laughs> but including my stepfather who loves, he's an old man and he loves hymnals. And so he just mm. sings and he's so loud. But he can't get a melody right. I'm like, dude, you've been listening to these forever. <laughs> um, but we go to midnight mass, and then we have champagne. We come back, oh, and we have oh, champagne. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. And this year, I got, I got very, I got misty at. Uh, I, it's just uh, the tradition is nice, and you know, being with the family, it was, a, it's nice to continue that. And I, I really like everybody's still there, everybody's still healthy, and you know, we're all in a place and. Yeah, it was really nice. My my niece got really sick though at church and went to the bathroom. Oh, no. She had a stomach bug oh, no. that hit, hit her at Ooh. midnight. <laughs> and you were like, "We are staying here for midnight mass, yeah. Misty." <laughs> Come on. Oh wait, her name isn't Misty. You got Misty. I got Misty, okay. but she she could be Misty. She could be Misty. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? That's hilarious. Uh, I think that's really beautiful, and I love the idea of people singing at the top of their lungs and not caring and, and not being judged. In theory, yes. <laughs> right. exactly. This is totally <laughs> theoretical because I'm in the soundproof booth right now <laughs> with none of that happening. Yeah. Uh, hilariously, maybe not, I too go to Midnight Mass every year mm-hmm. as a tradition. There, I live in Park Slope. There's a Catholic church just a few blocks from me, and I've been going since I've lived there. So, what, nine mm. years now? Same, same Mass. And there is this individual who sings in their choir who has... A voice unlike anything I have ever heard in real life before. And part of me keeps going to this particular mass because of him. It is angelic and ethereal and deep and resonant. It, I want to meet this individual and be like, do you sing on Broadway? Are you an opera singer? What's your story? Because there is no way that he is not doing that in some form. It's just this incredible, like, divine voice almost. And and that's a big draw and then, you know, it's just it's just my tradition that I've had uh, my whole life to go to midnight mass, regardless of where I am or who I'm with or who's around. I've gone many years by myself, 
before I had my husband. And it's just my tradition. And then I come home and I watch that old Rankin and Bass Christmas special, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even a miracle needs a hand. That one. I do. And I wouldn't be able to recall that melody. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I need to watch that it's now. It's so precious. Huh. It's such a delight. The clockmaker and the, and the mice. Yeah. And he writes the letter to Santa, and so Santa gets mad at the town, and so the clockmaker makes a clock that will sing a song to Santa. Do you but, have it on? Of course. Uh, okay, so you of own course. it. I own it. Yeah, because I, I, do. I don't see it anywhere when it's during yeah. during the season. Yeah, and like Joel Gray is the oh voice. Oh my god, Joel Gray! Yes, I know, I know. I just found Classic. out he's somebody's father who I should have known. It was that was her father. I love when that happens. Do you remember who it is? I love those connections. It's, it was like. This is so. This is not her. It was like Kylie Minogue or something. <laughs> it was like amazing. somebody was like, "What?" <laughs> but that makes totally total sense. While you guys are in here yeah. talking, I'll look. You it have up. to look it up. Pause yeah. on that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my tradition. I'll send Jennifer Grey. That of course. Oh. Jennifer Grey. It's Jennifer Grey's father. Of course, father. it is. That's who it is. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, I love those connections. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a delight. Elizabeth, what are your traditions? Well, my parents gave up on trying to convince us to go to church a while ago. But I you was... You could join me or Mark. <laughs> yeah. But I was the uh, North Star one time oh. in the Christmas pageant. Oh. I thought I was very cool. It's a big the job. center of attention. Um, <laughs> the North Star. Uh, baby Jesus is the center of attention, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that year it was like all the about North the North Star. Star. <laughs> um, but we do the classic, like, dad's side of the family on Christmas Eve. Um, which is fun, it's just like a party, do the Yankee swap. Um, I always think I get the best gift, and it's I, I think it's always underappreciated when it's opened. <laughs> and people oh, you, keep, people keep trading the it. Best gift. I think gotcha, I do. Gotcha. And people trade it, and I'm wondering to myself, like, who would ever want to trade this gift? Why do people? Why do people always get rid of my gift? The gifts I pick out. Um, so we did that, and then on Christmas Day, it's my mom's side of the family, so we have everyone over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of cleaning, starting at like 7.30 in the morning, getting ready for the guests to arrive. Oh but once everyone comes, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Ooh, Merry um, Christmas. You're so going to yeah. clean all day. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, but in terms of traditions, we, we always get like a fresh set of PJs on Christmas Eve. Classic. Something that we've always done. Yeah. So we yeah. all get to sleep in our... Usually matching, especially with my twin sister and I, matching pajamas. Wait, okay, so riddle me this. Do you ever wear the PJs on any other day? Oh, yeah. Or are these only Christmas Day PJs? Or is these, they're is not these necessarily like your pajamas? They're not like Christmas-themed gotcha. pajamas. So they're just regular just pajamas. Your annual pajamas that right. you get. So you'll wear them for a year, and then you'll get a new pair of pajamas yeah, a year I later. have a lot of pajamas. That's perfect. <laughs> Because I've heard of this tradition before, and mm-hmm. I think in my head I've always been like, why would you – it's like a wedding dress. Why would you spend money on something you're only going to wear one day? Mm-hmm. But apparently you can continue to wear the pajamas. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. But, yeah. I, I mean, I do. I wear them all No, time. as yeah. you should. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wear any, my – Do any pajamas stay at, at your at home in, in Boston? Like, I have you, left some there. Yeah. I mean, especially just – I mean – I'm not going to waste closet space with, you know, 20 pairs of pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> you I only would, need so I many would. pajamas. <laughs> I would. If I could wear a fresh pair of pajamas every night, like if I were independently wealthy, the things that I would do is like never, like always have a brand new pair of undies 
always have a brand new pair of pajamas. Those are the things I would spend my interminable wealth on. Is just never do laundry. It sounds like. Well, I think regular clothes fine, but like right. the undergarments and the pajamas always fresh. It's very luxurious. Yeah, yeah, like freshly laundered and like brand nice. new every yeah. night. So, yeah, um, and charity, and I'd spend my money on charity. <laughs> of course, <laughs> if I if I were independently wealthy. Um, uh, it's so nice to catch up with you both. This has really been lovely. Let's let's talk about the spring briefly. I know that we've taken up a lot of time introducing Elizabeth and and talking about our holiday traditions, which I find delightful. But uh, we have a spring season coming and if you're listening to this we just announced that spring season and it is full of brick labs and concerts and stoop series and town halls and television shows and um you know elizabeth and i work in performing arts and this is really a performing arts podcast but there's so much happening at brick uh, all the time in all the departments art gallery exhibitions um, so to flag a few things coming up that are super exciting is the Hendrix Project, which is a co-production with the Public Theaters Under the Radar Festival, which is very exciting, and Cal Arts Center for New Performance out in California. So the it's been such an interesting week because the production manager here at Brick, his name is Steven. Steven and I all week have been talking to Paul out in California and like tracking the shipment and where is the set and where is the steel deck and can we get it here before the storm rolls in? So we're having these really hilarious conversations about, um, you know, this truck that's on its way to deliver the set to us. Uh, and hopefully we can get it here and get it unloaded and built in spite of this coming storm that I guess is coming. Yeah, it maybe really- coming. They always yeah. say it. It's always nothing. Yeah. It's We're recording this like a day early, so if you're listening to this, the storm's already hit or not. Like those fools did not know it was coming. Know. We either sound like fools because there's a massive storm hitting, or we sound like fools because it's nothing. Yeah. It's like no matter what I say, yeah. I'm going to be wrong. Uh, so that's that's been really fun and exciting. It's a bigger production than we normally do for the performing arts team. We normally do residencies or concerts that are one day. This is a a week of building and, and tech rehearsal and then a week of performances. So that will be in performances January 11th through the 14th. The tickets are only $25. It is an incredible piece. It's only about an hour. It is essentially watching the 60s fall apart in front of your eyes, set to Jimi Hendrix music. And the set, if I can explain it, without you being able to watch my hands here <laughs> the the set the what you're watching is actually the audience of Jimi Hendrix's famous concert at the Fillmore East in New York City with the Band of Gypsies and so the actors on stage are actually the audience of Jimi Hendrix and you really are watching the the 60s fall apart um but, uh, told through Jimi Hendrix music and and these dancers there's a lot of movement and dance it's an incredibly um, ethereal, interesting, inviting piece. And I encourage everyone to check it out. Again, it's only $25, so why not? Uh, and we're really excited to be partnering with the public and with CalArts. It's Roger Guinevere Smith, who we have a relationship with. He's been here before and will hopefully be here again, although I'm not allowed to talk about how or when. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he did 
uh, a project with us a couple of years ago. Anyway, we're really happy to have him back. So that's coming up in January. And then, of course, we'll have the season of Brick Labs, which I'll go into more detail again a later episode. But the first one will be in early February, and it will be an opera about um, privacy in our digitized age. Um, more details to come, but flag that for like February 8th and 9th are the, the dates for that. And then there'll be more Brick Labs, and we'll have the Look and Listen Festival, which is music in the gallery in April. We'll have the Open Festival in April. Um, we'll have, uh, again, a couple of Stoop series, which will be connected to some of the performing arts program. I think Atoro Mun, who is Ife, who we mm-hmm. just listened to, is doing yes. a Stoop series connected to his Brickhouse session. Um, so all that is coming up this spring and is really exciting. Um, Elizabeth, you work so much, so closely with the music department in a way that I don't. <clears throat> excuse me. Can you talk a little bit about Brickhouse sessions? This is our, our second year to do it, only our second year. Right. So um, what exactly is it? What can we expect? It is, so it starts in late February, and it's going to be about, it's eight shows total. Um, so it goes until early, I think it's the last show is April 12th. Um, and it's a cool setup. You walk in, um, and we have, if you guys, the listeners have been to Brick, there's a our stoop area. Um, so we will have a DJ set up initially, and then we have the opener performs in the stoop area, um, you know, for an hour, and then everyone gradually moves into the ballroom for the headliner. Um, but yeah, we have some great artists lined up already. You heard Ife. Um, we have some other exciting artists. I'm really, I'm really excited to see Jamila Woods. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And Birds of Chicago, who maybe would have played on uh, Folk It. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we have the Knights are closing out. That's right. Oh, the Knights. How can I forget about the Knights? The Knights, yeah, they'll be here in February and again in April. Yes. They'll be be closing out the house sessions on April 12th. Perfect. And Black Sea Hotel um, will be opening for them. So cool. It's like Hungarian rock in April for the Knights. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be super cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and you've issued Sounds. all those contracts, so I have. Yeah, we're known about it we're for ages. On it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <we're>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so a lot coming up this spring. Uh, Elizabeth and I will be back, hopefully frequently, to give you more details about all of the shows as they come up, and maybe some artist interviews. Mark, is there anything that you're especially looking forward to for the spring? For the spring, um, I actually do want to see the Hendrix. You should definitely come see Hendrix. Yeah. I went to get tickets for Under the Radar stuff yesterday. Yesterday morning, I was like, it's New Year's. and buy tickets to some of these things. And everything I wanted to see was sold out. It was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I should have gotten in on this quicker. There was the You Are Nowhere people. I didn't see that when it came out. I heard great things. And I really wanted to see the follow-up. Um, so can I tell you a secret about Under the Radar? Yeah, tell me. Okay. So you have to check back for tickets frequently because in true theater fashion, this is a theater tip, everybody, yeah. houses hold house seats and they release those house seats as they realize they're not going to be used. So they hold a bunch of inventory. And I do it too as a theater person and have done it. You hold a bunch of inventory in case you need it and then you gradually release it. So depending on what you want to see, if you check like 72 hours before and then again 48 hours and then again 24 and even a couple hours before, they'll be releasing house seats. 
that's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's good so to check know. back. Good. Yeah. yeah. There, there's that. There's the you are nowhere, and then there was something else where I was like, eh, yeah, I like I missed my chance. But. The um, the the timeline typically, I don't know what specifically mm-hmm. under the radar does, but in typical theater timeline, there's like those markers of seventy two, forty eight, twenty four, and then a couple hours before. I did not know this. This is great. Yep. That's why when you go to go to standby, mm-hmm. a lot of times they can get a lot of people in because they're just holding on to inventory in case they need it. Awesome. Yeah. Hope is not I lost. Yeah, I also want to see the new Enda uh, Walsh at oh, St. Yeah. Are you going to see that? Hopefully, yes. Yeah, yeah we should coordinate that. We should yeah. go together. Like yeah, that. that's definitely on my list. Cool. But the Hendrix Project, for sure, I mean, we have very, very limited availability on this end, but it's only $25. But we yeah. should talk and see see what can be done. Um, it's going to be really cool. Um, cool, yeah, under the radar. It's exciting to partner with them. It is. What uh? Let's let's uh let's wrap up with a final question. My question for today is: What are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, well, I have a. This may sound uh, the wording of this. I haven't figured out the right way to say, it, but I have a a year goal of the number of no's I want to get. Meaning, I'm going mm-hmm. to reach for high amounts of people that I think would say no to something, to like a project proposal or a pitch or an interview or a blank. Um, And I'm trying to do that every year to sort of instill confidence in projects that I'm doing and be like, just approach anybody. Just say, hey, would you be open to having coffee or would you be open to dancing in front of a microphone? And, you know, I don't know you at all. And I've been surprised every single year people are like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's amazing. I feel like there's a podcast in there, Mark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know what the number is yet, but there's something that's one of my goals is to have – the no really translates to having a market mark, – marked, marked yeses mm. that I didn't expect. Mm. Uh, so by aiming for like being like totally, totally cool with getting no's, um, that will open the door to getting a lot of yeses that makes sense it does i love it i think everyone should borrow that yeah that's a good one it's a really good one mine seems boring compared to that (laughs) one well yeah what's yours mine is it's you know the typical i want to just i'm trying to do a book a month so that is my because like I always write a in, book. No, read. Okay, <laughs> write a book. Like, like, that would whoa. be that would be an accomplishment. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you start um, the first one for January? I'm doing Americana. Yes, which I have been wanting to read for a long time. Uh, but I go through stints where I'll like read five books and then I won't pick up a book for months. So I want to do more consistent reading. That's very good. So yeah. That's a great um, resolution. Can I tell you something that's going to be like really mean of me to say at this point of how many like books my... I read last year? How many did you read? <laughs> it's not me. I've, so I've been tracking the number of books I read since 2007, I think. Do you use Goodreads? Yeah. And I just like list them all. And my average is 70 a year. And I read 71 last year. What? That's pretty tremendous. It's a lot. That's why I was like, that's I don't know if I should impressive. like that's... come come. Give this info out. After. It's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. It's all relative. So, well, I love what, to read. what sort of advice can you give right. to people who want to read more? How do you manage? What's your pattern? What's your habit for reading? I, anytime I'm not doing something, I am reading. 
So if I'm waiting for a train, if I'm on the train, if I'm at okay. the doctor's office, if I'm waiting in line for something, the, when people would normally grab their phones, I'm grabbing my book. I always have it with me. And I always have the next book ready. So I finish one and I immediately start the next one. And I read before going to bed, which isn't a ton of time. But it all, and I'm also a relatively fast reader. I think that does help. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say that it's not being afraid to only be able to get through a couple of pages. That's my thing. I always make an excuse, like when I'm waiting for the train, like, oh, I'll only be able to read a page or two. So it's not worth it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> but it probably it's is. It's totally worth it. It adds up to, you know, because right. I'm not trying to read a ton of books. I'm just reading. And uh, like the year that I tried to read a ton of books, um, I read like 105. So if, <laughs> so if I like don't do that, I just live my life normal. It ends up being about 70. Oh, I have a ways to go. You got this. You can start it's with a great it. resolution. Maybe the book a month is a great resolution. Um, yeah, don't don't be dismayed by by the seventy. What are you thinking for this year? My new resolution is to floss. To floss. Oh, yes, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> so it's a big one. I and I did yesterday. That's great. So go me. So far, Once so good. Once a day or twice a day. Once right? a day. Yeah, I'm on a very like every now and then I'll think about it schedule. Right. And I, I, my dentist said only floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> and You're a funny dentist. So I am heeding that um, pithy statement, and I am going to floss this year. Good. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a. That's. I could add that. To, that could I, be another one for me. I think as you should. Well. That, I mean, it's measurable. It's attainable. Right. It works for a me. A lot of people don't floss. I do. I'm. I'm a big advocate for flossing, and I tell people I do it regularly, and they look at me like I have a laser disc player. They're like, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> Aren't you adorable? Like, like that's really. I'm like, "How is this cute? Like, shouldn't you be taking care of your teeth? you and your healthy mouth?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's other things I do that are unhealthy, but I'm like, I just that's one thing I've gotten to the habit of doing. That's so good, but that's it's what hard. I want. Yeah, it's hard. I yeah. want it to be a habit. Yeah. So 2018 is the year of flossing. And hopefully it'll become a habit. And then 2019, maybe I'll have some new healthy, awesome thing that All I right. do for myself. But for now, it's Doing awesome. it while stretching. Stretching. See, that's a good one. I thought about stretching. But you know yeah. what? One at a time. Yeah. You can't do them all. Can't do them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for the rundown. We're super excited about the spring. Elizabeth, what are we listening to on our way out? This is House of Love. So this is also by Ife, and this is also a track on his debut album. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all in a couple weeks. <laughs>